Episode 1. This is Shivna. Written and performed by Scott Smith. Forward. This is a really fun story for me. It's the first time I've actually able to create something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. The idea behind it came from a YouTube session, actually. And what I was thinking is, if someone could give me a person, a place, and a subject, I could write a really cool short story. So the premise for this really came from, I like to create in a, in a limited sense, like once a month or something. And I've been thinking about doing something where if someone is able to give me three of those topics, a person, place, and subject, I can create kind of a cool story around it. So this is my attempt. This is my first attempt at doing this. I've done it a couple times in, in a very small form, but I wanted to do it in a larger form. And today was a really good opportunity. I had a conversation with one of the the best people in the entire world, and her name was Heather, and we were talking about being happy and, and being healthy. And I thought, you know what? That's a really interesting topic. Like th- th- That space is so convoluted with people always promising you something and, and wanting something uh, from you, but but there's very few people that are genuine and, and actually just want to help people get better. And I thought, let's explore that space. Let's let's go into that space and create something kind of mystic and weird. So I've come up with this. It's uh it's something that uh, I just kind of like poured out of me over the course of you know a couple hours, and and I think it's kind of special. So here is the first ever short story driven from three random topics, and those topics are a person, which is Heather, uh, a topic, which is I wouldn't say self-help, but just wanting to feel good about yourself and and wanting others to feel good about themselves. And the place is uh, Heather's house, uh, a place everyone's always familiar with, a place someone's always comfortable with, and, and that's where I wanted to start. So hope you guys enjoy. Chapter one. Heather, known to many as H-Pop, was starting her day as any other. It was bright, sunny, and overall just a wonderful day to be alive. She was excited for her journey today as she sipped her morning coffee, contemplating her previous night's work for her boss and thinking about the relief that was about to be hers after her upcoming morning appointment. Shivna, an ancient practice of stress relief that had been recommended to her by a friend Tiffany only days earlier. Oh my god, you have to see this guy, Heather recalled Tiffany, exclaiming while they were discussing the stress of everyday life at work. He's a Shivna guru? He was taught in the ancient ways by his master in Tibet. Really? What, what is Shivna? It sounds like an artificial sweetener, she laughed. No, honestly, I, I thought it was crazy as well, but it's just special. You need to go. Trust me, she reassured. Okay, I mean, I'm always up for something new. I just, I don't want to walk out of that appointment covered in regret and be all weirded out. It sounds different, Heather thought. No, I get it. I totally do. But this is different. Just just trust me, Tiffany pleaded. So, it's Tuesday. Shivna day, as it shall be known to Heather. Different, as Tiffany calls it. It can't be bad, right? I mean, Tiffany is amazing, and I'm sure I'll love it. I have to. Sunbeams shine, coffee steams, Guinness snuggles. All is well. Two hours until Shivna. Two hours until my head gets turned upside down, but of course... She doesn't know that, does she? Shortly after her morning routine nears its completion, the phone rings. It's Tiffany. Great, let's get some encouragement for this employment, she thinks. Hey, H-Poppy. Tiffany's brightness instantly makes her smile, and she needed this phone call. Hey, Tiffsters. I just got done getting ready, and I'm going to see Jumpa in an hour. 
Jampa, of course, is Tibetan for love and kindness. A slight smile comes across Heather's face as she remembers when she Googled Shivna and Jampa. Less love and more kindness for me, please, she says as she's looking at Google. Tiffany reassures her decision. I got a couple times a year, and it just works. I don't know what else to tell you, but it's amazing. Just please go with an open mind and, and just relax. The more immediate stress you carry in with you, the harder it is to relax. I don't want to say more. I'm sorry. I know that's strange, but you'll understand. I promise. Trust me. It's just worth it. I'm fairly certain you wouldn't send me to a murderer, Tiffany. Wait, you wouldn't, right? She laughs. They laugh together. It was good to hear her voice, and this is the last time she will hear her voice like this anyways. Chapter 2. The Mind's Door. Parking Nothing new here, she thought, just a strip mall parking lot with a normal everyday coin wash liquor store and unmarked building that I'm about to walk into and get sheevnud, she thought. The building was normal, the area was nice, and nothing was out of place walking in. All seemed all right, albeit a bit strange because I'm walking into what exactly? She was greeted by, let's be honest. She looks like the type that smokes a ton of pot and tells people they need to chill, man, or something to that effect. She's harmless, nice, and even though she wouldn't be someone I'd probably hang out with on a daily basis, she's completely harmless. First time with Jampa seeing Chivna, she said cheerily. Yeah, it's, um, well, my friend said it's a good stress relief, so I wanted to give it a try. She responded with a big smile, slightly menacing, but also welcoming as she walked into the back room through a curtain. I swear, if I end up drinking some stupid-ass tea and listening to Enya for an hour and have to pay 59 bucks, Tiffsters is gonna get it. She couldn't help think it. Just thinking about this was getting her amped up. Relax, she kept telling herself. I'm here to try something new. Relax. Experience something completely new and just break out of this current reoccurring pattern of work and stress. It'll be fun, and I can't wait to get done and call Tiffsters to chat about it, honestly. Even if it's one of her weird jokes she likes to have, sending me to a stupid strip mall guru for a relaxation technique. This is just all time. I can't believe she got me to do this. She's laughing and can't help but grin silently to herself as she imagines Tiffany just laughing, saying, I can't believe you did it. I, I can't believe you, you goofball. I went years ago and I was, I'm was i still laughing. I, I just, I can't believe that hack is still in business. Oh my gosh, she totally got me, Heather thinks. Heather, Jampa is ready for you. The pothead interrupts her thoughts. She felt stupid as she realized she was silently grinning to herself as the stoner called her name cheerily. Through the curtain, into a room, no Enya, no Jampa, yet. There's some beanbags. Apparently, Tibet has a love sack, she thinks as the stoner leaves. That Tiffany, I'm gonna get her for this. She got me so good. Fifteen minutes passed. At least there's no incense burning, she's thinking, as time goes by. Deep breaths. Deep breaths and relax. She just keeps repeating it as she awkwardly stands, waiting for Jampa. I hear footsteps. Is this really happening? Am I really doing this? Last chance, H-Pop. You can do this. Wait. He's here. It's Jampa. It's Shivna time. Like it or not, I'm on this ride until the end. Tiffany told me it's okay, so it is. Chapter 3. The Journey Jampa 
in all his normalness, walks in, smiling ever so slightly. You want to know what he looks like, don't you? He looks normal. He's just a guy in a robe. He's nice. Actually, just seeing him in the room kind of washes away that initial stress. H-Pop is off to the races, the mental races, trying to relax and process how this can feel so strange, but so normal all at the same time. Why, what, who, stop, relax. She's convinced this is good and she needs to stop this right now. It's normal. What do you feel right now? Please sit, Jampa says in a smooth, drinkable voice that's rich with life. She sits. What brings you here? Jampa's silky voice wraps around her thoughts. She, he's the real deal. He either has something amazing or I'm going to be interviewed for a crappy late night American Greed episode about a guy who blew up in New Jersey and somehow convinced thousands that he was a million-year-old Sherpa. She's thinking, normally? I'm not a fraud, he says with a smile. Everyone always thinks that at first, so don't be scared to express that feeling. He says so calmly with a slight smile. My face must be blank because he's reading my mind and I'm freaking out right now, Heather thinks shockingly. No, no, I can't read your mind or something. I just know I'm not from this place, this country. Also, I work in a shitty strip mall because it's all I can afford and most just think it's funny and out of place for someone like me. He says with a knowing laughter. No, no, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It's okay. Trust me. I, I share your feelings of laughter in these moments. One must realize that this is the reality for me, my practice, and ultimately my business of sharing a gifting relief through... He interrupts. Thanks. I, I, I think, well, I know why I'm here. At least I think I do. He nodded, eager to hear her describe her feelings and thoughts. I'm just, like, life has just been a lot lately. I mean, I'm happy, but I'm not happy. I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just how I feel. I understand. Let's begin. Sit, sit, please. Let me prepare some tea and we will speak of Shivna and we will help you. We will help you feel at peace. This is Shivna. This is peace. Love and openness, and you will know soon. He pours a tea. I'm I'm allergic to some... Just green tea from Starbucks, he laughs. Tezo from, from Target. Do you enjoy it? It's wonderful for such a chain store, he says, smiling, knowing he interrupted her with another shocking revelation of normalcy. Uh, thanks, she drinks. It's hot, but not hot. Almost the perfect temperature? It's pottery is nice, and, and, and it would be something I would buy from Target, she thinks laughing, but it can't be from Target. This has to be. The pottery is far older and not from Target, he says, smiling, seemingly again knowing her thoughts for the 38th time. Somehow this is now where we're at, she thinks. He just knows things. He's speaking to her and asking her questions. She's telling him about work and life and stress and everything in between. She's realizing that even if this is all that Shivna is, it's really relaxing. He's somehow listening to her with a loving patience that's 
She's just never felt, and it makes her feel at home. It's just here. That's all she can think about. I'm just here now. Please, listen to my voice and listen to my being. Feel my energy and embrace Shivna. He starts saying with calm, weird oasis of comfort. When do we start? Heather asks with a slight bit of nervousness. My dear, we started when you walked through the mine's door. You're nearly there. That's the last thing she remembers him saying as she falls into the journey. Chapter 3. Where am I? She wakes up in her bed, looks at her phone. Oh my gosh, it's Chivna Day, she thinks. Man, I, I can't believe... Wait, was I just dreaming? Who's Jumpa? She, oh, I, that was some weird dream. I, it's kind of fun, though, as she, she says with a smile as she's waking up just confused. Man, I got to tell Tiffners about this dream. She's going to laugh so hard. I'm such an idiot. Coffee doesn't sound that good right now, though. She kind of wants some tea. Thankfully, she has some in the cabinet. Tezo, green tea, actually. Wait, this is... Oh, yeah, I grabbed it yesterday from Target. Obviously, why I was dreaming about it, right? Another chuckle to herself. Well, tea, sun, relaxing, a sense of peace as she sits and drinks in the morning. I'm thinking of a dream that feels so real, but I'm at peace when I think of my dream. This dream was a gift, and I'll embrace that calm a little longer, she thinks, as she sips her tea again. I'm just sitting, relaxing at my table, Watching the sun shower, shower me. Heather is at peace. She can't remember her work. She killed herself until like 10 p.m. last night. She she just sat there for what must have been hours. She can't remember time. And as she's thinking that, she looks around and realizes there is no time. No, seriously, there's no time. She's looking around, but still not worried just realizing that there's no time. The stove, there's no clock. Microwave, no clock. Look at, wait, I'm not wearing a watch, she thinks. I I didn't even put one on when I woke up. That's so weird. I always do. I always grab my watch and put it on when I wake up. She, she strolls up the stairs and there's no watch to be found. That's odd, she thinks. I can't find a clock anywhere. Guinness is circling around her, wanting to go outside. He needs a walk, and I can sort this watch business out later, she says out loud to her smiling wiener dog. Opening the front door, she looks around and realizes there's nothing. Not like nothing, like, hey, the county came by and cut down a bunch of trees, and it looks more open than usual. No, literal nothing. It's just her house. It's her yard. It's everything she remembers, but nothing. There's no neighbor. There's no car, which she finally paid off last year. Booyah! She remembers yelling as she sent that last check. That was an awesome time. Her first paid off car. It's even got 20 inch rims. Wait, stop it. An exclamation to Guinness and there's just nothing. She looks down and she says, I'm not where I should be. Where, where is everything? Where, where are you world? But she's saying these things. She's thinking these things, but she's not scared. She's not worried. She's at peace. 
and she quickly realizes that something profound is happening. She seems like things should just be there, almost as if she was willing them into existence. But how? She doesn't care, and there's no stress or concern. She can't understand it. Then there's her favorite neighbor that just appears from when she was 17. But why is their house suddenly next to her house? That neighbor has long since moved away and their house was in an entirely different state. This just isn't possible, but she's thinking it. Then her elementary school appears next to that. Her best friend from work, Scott, randomly yells, Hey! And he's watering his lawn next to my house. She looks at him cheerily like nothing's weird and says, Hey, Scott, where's Kel's bells? Kelly butt? I don't know, Scott says. She's probably off playing with Jaeger or something. She loves that stupid horse so much. Have a great morning, H-Pop. Rocky, right on time as always, pops his little head up from the fence and seems happy. He's outside with his papa and the sun is shining. What else could a little whippet want? A breeze of calming wind comes through and just reinforces the zen-like calm. Looking down the street, she sees her childhood house she grew up in. She loved that house. Next is her college roommate. Across the street is Tister's. She's waving as she waters her flowers. <laughs> Heather thinks, how can that woman grow such amazing flowers? Seriously, it's kind of annoying as she smiles happily to herself. Life is good. I'm happy. I can't remember the last time I was this happy. And I don't know what unhappiness feels like, she thinks. She repeats this in her head over and over again. What was I last mad at? She can't remember. Why is the sky so dang blue? And where are the clouds or the cold of winter? It's December. This is just so strange, but it's so normal. How can my life be flipped so violently after just one weird dream? What can one dream do to you? What can this moment do to change your entire life? And when the heck was I so unhappy? Wait, I have an appointment today. Oh, that Shiva thing Tiffany told me about. My new neighbor? Somehow? She starts laughing. She has this big smile and it's bold and beautiful and happy. That dang breeze comes back again and somehow it's more calming than the last. But... There's no stress. There's no frustration in the fact that she's in this world now. Anyways, it's it's time to go. It's time to go. And she sings, it's time to go in my trusty little steed of steeds. Mama paid for that steed. She's singing as she strolls down her shiny four-wheeled Osmobile. She's happy. She feels sassy. And she's about to reach for the door when she thinks, wait, I, I need my car keys. But nope, they're already in her pocket somehow. She doesn't even care anymore. She, she doesn't know how, and this is happiness. She's arrived. She parks in front of the small strip mall. The drive was short, and there was no traffic. She waved to her third-grade math teacher because why wouldn't she get next to her at the stoplight? She loved her third-grade math teacher. What is happening? Is this just everyone that she's loved or felt positively towards in her life just seemingly all around her at the same time? She can't understand it. She walks in. She says hello to the pothead and 
just walks straight through the curtain and straight into the love sack room. She's giggling aloud now, happy and content with herself as she realizes she's already named the Jampa Palace of Beanbags the love sack room. She's happy. But this time it's different. Jampa is there. He's standing with a calm smile, a knowing smile. He always knew she would be here, and exactly at this moment, she knows this. But how, she doesn't know. And more importantly, she doesn't care. Jampa smiles. He invites her to sit back down in the same chair she remembers from her dream. As she's about to sit, he calmly grabs her arm and says, Happiness is always with you. It's in your heart. It's in you now. And it always will be, my dear. Just always remember, to get lost in Shivna is to get lost. She sits, sinking into an endless comfort as her eyes slowly open. She's back in the room. She gasps as she realizes it wasn't a dream. That was Shivna. It was Champa. It was real all along. She looks up at Champa and she just says, Again. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to episode one. I had a lot of fun doing this and this will be a monthly podcast going forward. Uh, Please go ahead and email me at scottostories at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on social media. I'm on Instagram at scotto811 and give me a person, place, and subject. Uh, Every month I'll post an image on Instagram showing you know, the new episode that's coming out. So please, in the comments below, uh, try to list a person, place, and thing, and, and I'll start building some stories around those. I might even do some mix and match stuff. So I've got a couple stories written already on ideas that I had previously, uh, but in the next six months or so, I'm going to need you, the listener, to start recommending that stuff so I can build some more stories. Uh, again, this was a lot of fun for me, and, and uh, it's really good to to let those creative juices kind of flow and everything. So beginning next month, you will get a new story on the first Monday of every month going forward. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, If there is any more content than that, I will absolutely let you know via social media. Uh, Otherwise, uh, I'll communicate at the end of all these stories to, to communicate any changes or anything like that that are coming up. But again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please like, share, do all that stuff, and I'll see you.